1: Hello and welcome to the Alleycast. So this time on the Alleycast, I'm speaking to Angela Copeland. So Angela is um, a, a part of the GT community, also very involved with Avalanche Endurance events uh, and has taken part in, in all the Test Week marches and... Um, Accomplished fan dancer, triathlete, runner, cyclist, and an absolute machine. So we have a bit of a chat about the test week marches, um, about the community in which we're all involved in, and um, about um, how inclusive the fan dance is really. Because I think a lot of people tend to think it's quite an elite event, uh, and it is, you know, pretty much open to anybody to uh, to go in and take take part in. Um, so we'll have a little bit of a chat about that. We also just chew the fat about life and and how her life has changed over the past twelve months. Um, I've got some really exciting uh, um, podcasts coming up over the next couple of weeks. This weekend, I am taking part in the first ever Spine Sprint Race, which is part of the uh, Spine Race series, but it's just the um, start up to checkpoint one. Um, so, it's 46 uh, 44 miles, somewhere around there, and um, depending on what I'm the day with diversions and things, um, and yeah, it's it's a first year that's going to take part. so I'm taking part. There's another member of the uh, GT community is also taking part, and in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get our heads together and talk about our experience in that event. Uh, and I'm also going to record some audio of my um, of my journey um, through that over the 14 to 18 hours or whatever it's going to take me to actually complete that. Uh, it is going to be the start to my spine race journey because I do aim to complete the full winter spine race in January 2023, uh, and I'm already booked in for the uh, Challenger North, which is a 160 mile race in January 2022 um so i've also got in the next couple of weeks really excited about this one is a guy called damian hall some of you will know him uh, as an ultra runner and the guy who now holds the fastest known time on the pennine way so just to give you an idea the the spine race itself usually takes place over about seven days and most people are finishing that between sort of four and um, four and seven days um this year damian has gone out and absolutely smashed the record um, and completed the whole 260-odd miles in 59 and hours and and a little bit of change so we're gonna have a chat to him uh just about mindset about the spine racer and just about sort of coming into running in later life as well because he he, although he was a sort of running journalist and didn't really sort of get into the ultra running world until his sort of mid 30s, so be really interesting to chat to him but in the meantime let's get straight into my chat with uh, angela and uh, i'll see you on the other side I hear you. Okay.
0: Hi, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm still getting set up.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's no rush. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just working from home.
0: <laughs> oh, that's Amazing. Well, yeah. I do a bit of that too. That's <laughs> great, isn't it? <laughs> hey, I like your setup.
1: Yeah, it's the it's, it's, it's This is my little office, uh, so I can just jump on my bikes behind me. So I've just, just been out for a run now. So this working from home thing is brilliant. I love oh, it. <laughs> my God.
0: You're like, you're living the dream.
1: <laughs> I know. Absolutely loving it. Brilliant oh, to speak goodness. to you. Um, I've been dying to speak to you for a while. So um, what I want to do really is sort of go through um, go through um, basically how you got into everything that you do now and, you know, how COVID sort of affected you over the past sort of year or so. And, you know, there's obviously been life changes there for you as well. So, oh,
0: my God, um, yeah. <laughs> so you with... d- if you'd have said to me, you know, like all these things that would have happened um, over the course of the time, yeah, I, I wouldn't have said I was – would be sat here now. It's so let,
2: let, 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 let's look at that now then.
1: So prior to sort of March the 23rd last year, what did your life look like and what were you doing?
0: So oh. I was working for Virgin and I'd been there for 20 years and sort of worked my way up and was a, a manager of crew. And yeah, so that was all, that all ended in September. Mm. So yeah, I'd been, I'd sort of been there for 20 years working, Full time for a while, and then part time. Uh, so it kind of took me away about three times a month. Okay. And yeah, so I'd be LA one week, and then the Caribbean the next. And yeah, so and that would be my life for twenty years.
1: Cool. So when all that started, what was you know what was your thought process? What did you you plan on doing, or did you have no plan?
0: I had no plan. You see. <laughs> um, <laughs> But this is like a theme in my life, actually. (laughs) (coughs) I know that theme. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just, okay, let's see what happens. Um, So do you mean, what did I think when I was, my job was made redundant? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, what what, what were you going to do? What was your plan? Well, so what... what, what,
0: In all honesty, when I was told I was in Lidl, (laughs) supermarket, and I got this text and it just said, Yeah, really sorry to let you know that your job is um, no longer there. I was actually really relieved because doing that job for 20 years, it's sort of 20 years of sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. And I have two fairly young children. And so I was doing that, but I was also sort of juggling other jobs as well and I think it was actually a relief because I thought my god I'm actually going to be able to get a proper night's sleep and I'm just going to be at home more and it was it was a jump that I was kind of thinking about taking Mm. but I may have never done unless I've been pushed so in a way it was like a relief but then as the months kind of went on I actually realized what a really good lifestyle I had because I I just jumped into another job for financial reasons quite quickly. Yeah. And I suddenly realized that I was doing more hours in a week than I'd been doing in a month. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody said, oh, well, this is just life. This is just normal life now. You know, you, you, know, you have to just get used to that. That's the way it is. And, and I, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so looking at your fitness journey obviously you're involved in and in with with AE and a lot lot of those events and you you run and you cycle and you do all that so have you always been into your your sports side of things or was that something that sort of I mean for me it came on to me later in life I was in the forces but absolutely hated PT Mm -hmm. when I was in the forces and would do anything to avoid it in fact Uh in fact one of the one of the units I was in basically every Wednesday was PT day and you could either go to the gym or you could go cross country running, but they never took names at either. I realised they never took names at either of those those events. So my <laughs> option was like stay in bed, and, and I got away with that for about five years. <laughs> oh
0: my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I won't tell anyone. <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> so, so what about your f- sort of fitness journey? Is that something Isn't you've always that been? funny
0: because I, well, I have never been in the military, um, but I would have been the first one up for cross country <laughs> running. My name would be. I would have given them my name (laughs) and said I (laughs) want to do this (laughs) because I joined a running club when I was in primary school and so I was competing at quite a young age and we the team that I was running for I was at Cunningham Stafford running club and we got to the national road relay finals and won so I kind of felt like, and I, I felt like I hadn't t- had to try that hard. Mm. So I felt mm. like from quite a young age that sort of running <clears throat> was my kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
0: And I really enjoyed <clears throat> it. And I loved being out, you know, I would much rather be out and about doing something than kind of sat at home doing homework. <clears throat> yeah. So that was, yeah, that was where it kind of all began. Oh. And then, yeah, so then for me joining Virgin, I was able to uh-huh. go, running all around the world Hmm. and go to these amazing places and I what I would tend to do is I would look up sort of what races were on in the destinations that I was flying to
2: brilliant
0: (laughs) and and do that yeah so it was just (laughs) incredible so I've done like the Golden Gate Headlands Marathon I've done triathlon in St Lucia I've done the 100k ultra race in New York, you know, all these different things. And it sort of progressed from sort of running club to more of a kind of solo sort of thing, just going off and exploring the world and just doing all these races. But Mm. um, I would also tend to want to do a smaller, rather than do the big, like the London Marathon or the, you know, these big races. I'd much rather do something off the beaten track.
1: How do you manage to sort of fit your training around that though? Because obviously you're taking part in these events. I should imagine if you're flying all over the world, then, you know, you, you, you've you got a sort of time restraints there on training and things, haven't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um, you just have to sort of try and make it work. There's so many things I've done where I've come off a flight and had no sleep at all and just gone out and <coughs> just, just done it, really. It's like you kind of, especially having kids as well, yeah. you just have to take these opportunities and just sort of, and just get it done when you can. But yeah, I remember being in, I can't remember where it was. I was um, drunk oh. in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it was, I think, oh, it, was some, it wasn't the Maldives. It was somewhere, Mauritius. And I thought, I haven't done my training that I wanted to do. So I just left the bar in what I was wearing, drunk, and just started running. <laughs> the road. <laughs> He just kept running and it wasn't the best thing to do. But yeah, it was a good example of just fitting things in whenever I could. I don't
1: know whether you've read Dean Carnaz's book. Um, I forgot what it's called now, but he was he, obviously famous ultra runner. And he got to the age of 30 and hated running all his life. And he was sat in a bar on his 30th birthday, getting absolutely hammered. And then he realised <laughs> that this wasn't, this wasn't the, the way he wanted to spend his life. So he left the bar and started running at eleven o'clock at night, and then found his wife. Found his wife at um, I think it was about seven o'clock the next morning, thirty miles away oh my god can you come and get me in there? that was how we got into ultra running from a drunken night so maybe there's isn't something funny? in there
0: yeah I think it's like yeah sometimes people say that you're running away from something but I actually think it's just <laughs> you just snap and go yeah I'll just I'll just go running
1: and <laughs> so running's not the only thing you do obviously so uh, you know as that sort of evolved over time into different uh, sports that you've yeah. done. obviously so you've done triathlon so the, the cycling, and the swimming's there as well isn't it so
0: yeah, it's funny. Um, so I think obviously competing, um, you kind of get to a point where so obviously won the national road relays, but then it didn't really go anywhere from mm. there. And I think you you do realise quite quickly whether you're going to be a professional athlete or not. And I sort of obviously realised that I wasn't, but just still enjoyed doing it. But I also enjoyed the kind of off-road events and things that weren't quite just as straightforward as a a 10k like you know just a regular 10k Mm. um and I think it was actually my friend at running club who suggested this mountain race in the Brecon Beacons (laughs) and as soon as (laughs) as soon as I looked at it I thought that's just everything that I've dreamt of Mm. in in a race um because I've never been part of the military, I've always liked that kind of... Yeah. ...that world. And, um, yeah, so... Obviously, I'm talking about the Fandars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first kind of experience doing that kind of an event. Mm-hmm. And probably much like everybody on Gone Tabbing, everybody... In fact, everybody that I've ever spoken to that's done that race, mm-hmm. it kind of changes... And it's probably not too dramatic to say that it's changed their life.
1: Totally, yeah, it It, did for me, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's, whether you're from a military background or not, it is, I don't know whether it's the combination of being in the sort of relative wilderness and being surrounded by the beauty of the mountains Mm. and having, although it's not the longest race or potentially the hardest there's something about the dramatic climb at the beginning yeah and the sense of achievement because obviously doing it in winter is completely mad yeah. <laughs> well actually sometimes the summer one the summer yeah, it can be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nicer than, than um that been harder than the winter ones yeah. but I think yeah so that was my kind of first experience doing that and then I was sort of converted from doing regular sort of running races to doing sort of more mountainy sort of, well, then I moved on to doing the load bearing and that's a whole nother. Yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a whole, a whole nother event. But um, yeah, so I did that. I did the fan dance in the winter. Then I did it in the summer and my friend, John Rees, who was there helping out said, well, you've done, you've done the winter in the summer, so you should just do the Trident now. Mm, (laughs) so I did that I did that and loved it and you just get more and more hooked and I think you have to take it seriously because it's it's not an easy race so the training then becomes your kind of life really yeah and so it sort of encompasses everything that you do and then I did um so sort of in between doing all of these races I was also still running all over the world and I had two kids. I have two kids. So I'm Mm. kind of looking after them at the same time. Um, But then I don't know who it was. One of the guys suggested doing the test marches. Mm. And that was kind of the next level, really. So then I embarked on that journey and it hasn't finished actually because nope. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know if you know but I kind of got through the whole series of the test marches but very sadly the last one I, you wouldn't believe it but a week before I got a really serious appendicitis right. so I was due to do the long drag on Saturday or Sunday and then was rushed into hospital and had appendicitis and I couldn't do it <laughs> So I'm yet I'm yet to do that one, um, so, that's, but I'll do it.
1: so that's next on the list then, is it, that one?
0: Yeah. yeah. I did actually turn up because I was helping out with the admin. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> one of the one of the DS actually said, you know, if you want to do it, you can do it. But I still had the stitches. <laughs> 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 and decided, I thought, I don't really want to have, I don't want to have to be airlifted. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah. horrible. Yeah. So I didn't do it.
1: Yeah, because I think I've only actually I've only taken part in one of the Test Week marches so far. After that, which was Black Sabbath, which I think you were there for that one, weren't you? I remember you were that's doing. Amazing.
0: The yeah, yes, that was that's really good. One of my favourite. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that was a really good event. That um, I actually got I actually missed the last checkpoint by about sort of five minutes, and was I got to, no, I got to. Was that, I got
0: the top to of, was that the top of the Grinch?
1: Well, I got to the Grinch, and I, there was like three people ahead of me, and I could see Jan at the top. And Jan was and Jan was coming down to tell these guys to turn round and not bother coming to the top. And I thought no, so I sneaked off and went around the other side of the Grinch and came up behind him. <laughs> oh my god, that's so
0: clever! Because I, I
1: thought I'm getting I'm getting to the top here, and he, he signed me off at the top and said you're going to get pulled at the next checkpoint. You know, well oh, I, I got
0: no. as long as I go
1: up here, I'm happy with that for now. So, but oh no, I've got, I've, got, I've got unfinished business there anyway. So.
0: Yes, I love I love that one so much. It was so brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was it I was think really... I aged like twenty years <laughs> climbing up there. <laughs> I know, it was
1: awful going up there. It really was.
0: It really was. Yeah.
1: So, so you're cycling and things like that. You, you, you. Obviously, we were talking about that. you. Sort of, you, you do a lot of that, or?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that again was something. Um, so after I'd finished, well, nearly finished this test march series. Hmm. Um, I'd always really liked biking and I'd done the St. Lucia triathlon mm. and I just woke up one day and thought I, I wanted to, well, in fact, I was in St. Lucia and I said um, to my friend, I, I wonder if they do a triathlon <coughs> here. And so I looked it up on the internet and they had one the next week. Right. So I signed up and managed to get on a flight back over there and, and just bought a bike on Gumtree and went and did it. And I still have that bike now. It's like a hundred pound, like basic cube, but it's, it's great. (laughs) That's how I kind of got into biking. And then it's just always been there. Um, So after doing the test marches, um, a really amazing guy called Neil Scholes, who's actually um, Performance Edge coaching. He got in touch and, about the training that he offers and he has coached people to get to the well to win the national no in fact I think it's the the world duathlon championship okay. so run on yep. bike <clears throat> run and and I thought well that sounds fun <clears throat> so I'm kind of behind the scenes I'm kind of training for that now Brilliant. and um yeah so biking yeah biking's just if you're having any issues with running and you just still want to get that same adrenaline and sort of fitness. Yeah. Mm. It, the biking you get, that could take over your life.
2: <clears throat> yeah,
1: totally. I mean, you know, I, I was a, a big cyclist a while back and I've just started doing a little bit now because I'm just sort of tapering down for the um, the spine race, not not the full one. Um, oh, amazing. But, but I'm doing, I think it's three weeks time is the spine sprint. So wow. that's, that's going to start my spine journey. And I'm sort of committed now to, if I can get wow. into doing the spine race in 2023, because next year is booked up. So, oh my um, God,
2: that's but, amazing. But yeah, so
1: I'm, I'm using that sort of cycling at the minute as a bit of cross training because you can just, just go out and do too much, can't you, in the end and end up injured yeah. before you actually get there. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And don't you feel like on the bike, whatever niggles or weird injuries, they just melt away? It seems to be, I well, I'm touching wood now, but I yeah, feel yeah. like... <laughs> the bike it's so non-impactive that it's just such a good training
1: yeah totally and I, you know i think um i started running probably about um it was about eight nine years ago i started to get into running and i was just getting injured constantly and i thought oh, do you know what i, I can't I can't do this and i went onto the bike and after about three years of being on the bike it came off and i think it, it built up my core strength and and, and my legs and everything yeah. to, to such a point that when i started running that i thought hang on these injuries aren't there anymore
2: yeah,
0: um funny. yeah it it's really good help. Yeah. And you can sort of not run for a really long time and just <clears throat> tick over on the bike and not lose mm-hmm. anything yeah. on the running. It's good, yeah.
1: But I've started, but to, notice, get- I've, I've started to notice now. I don't know if you've seen, but there's um, <laughs> the, the, the sort of the biking world has started to come into almost sort of a fan dance territory now. That there is the, these ultra bike races, sort of the GB Joro and. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've just watched a documentary on it, actually the GB Tour, and it's like a big bike packing adventure, isn't it? I was thinking, oh, that looks that was crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is the thing, and all these all these exciting adventures come along, and if you're that kind of a person, it's kind of you can't not do it. <laughs>
1: So doing these events for you, because I've sort of changed my sort of tack on them on why I do them now. Is it more about the fitness or is it about the adventure or or is it just a happy Um, mix of that?
0: Yeah, it's really, it's weird, really. I think it is a combination of kind of, Hmm. it's great to feel fit because then everything else seems to work well in life if you're fit. Um, It's also mental. I think if I've ever had any issues in life, um, going for a run or doing something extreme, like, Mm. you know, these events has sorted everything out in my head. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's not necessarily, never really been about winning things or being ultra competitive, but it's more, it's like a kind of solo achievement, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think yeah. we were t- talking about the fan dance before as well, where you were saying, you know, it, it, it's a really busy event. The fan dance, when you turn up, there's a lot of people there, but there are, there are certainly times in during the fan dance where you're just completely on your own and just in your own head, aren't you? Even if there's lots and lots of people about. Yeah. Uh, for me, and getting to yeah. turn in, get the halfway point, turning around and going back up that bloody long Roman road <laughs> is when I'm, I'm, I'm straight, I'm just in my head. I, d- I don't want to talk to anybody at that point. I'm, I'm just in the moment and enjoy yeah. it. Well, sort of, Type type two fun, isn't it, That rather
0: than anything else? Definitely. It's when you should mention that part of the Roman Road, actually, because I always tend to meet somebody there. Yep. And I think every single race that I've done, I've always, yeah, I've always bumped into somebody, and then we've always really helped each other along, because it's probably the worst part, isn't it, of the race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, it doesn't feel like it, but it's a gradual incline, and then you've obviously got Jacob's ad all over Mm. again. Um (laughs) But yeah, it's funny. It's But it is, yeah, it's about doing it for yourself. And I think especially the um, ethos that the kind of the fan dance sort of brings to people. In fact, I was talking earlier about this and it's sort of it's encouraging people to not do it for a medal or a reward. And it's more you're doing it for Yourself, and mm. um, I
1: really like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, the, the whole sort of it, it's not the you know you turn up to say a marathon, the Manchester Marathon, and it's it's all loud music and podiums and and all that. And you know, I think I I, I went to the fan dance. I think it was not no, well, it wasn't, yeah, it was it was twenty twenty, it was just before lockdown. But I went there to to record an episode for the for the podcast and it was really interesting talking to different people there and you talk to the people who've been there before and, and their sort of attitudes. And then there was, there was a couple of people who were talked to who were almost sort of shell-shocked because they'd been to registration the like night before. And obviously yeah. it was... <laughs> you know, it, it can if it's your first fan dance, it can be a trial to get through registration, can't it? Yeah! <laughs> if you're wearing yeah, the wrong don't boots. do turn up
0: early because you'll end up behind the registration desk helping out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But yeah, it was, it was really interesting sort of seeing the different, the different people and then speaking to them afterwards. Um, yeah. you know. But everybody, whether you've done it before or, or you're a brand new you know, at Virgin, if you like, to, to turn up to the fan events, they've all got that sort of spark about them at the end of it of like, I've done it, haven't I? And it's just...
0: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and that's what I mean about it being quite life-changing because mm. I don't really know any other events that have the same kind of feel and Mm. and it's a very genuine it's not it's not as if they're trying to emulate any other model it's so original and it's so um sort of true to I guess it's the SAS kind of Mm. um way
2: yeah
0: I would imagine and I think it's it's just really refreshing to find an event like that and it's um Don't get me wrong. I do like the kind of big marathons and all the, like I did the, I was very lucky actually. I turned up in uh, Barbados and they had a running festival that day.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So I signed up to whatever it was, the half marathon the next day, and they had, like, steel drums playing at the side of the road and giving people shots of rum, and (laughs) it was, like, a massive party. (laughs) And I think that kind of thing has a place. It's amazing, isn't it? It's such a good, fun atmosphere, and that was a really good medal at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's just really cool. And I think it really sort of... So the fan dance, I think... It gets into people's soul mm. and it almost changes how they approach things in life, other, yeah. other things in life, nothing to do with, you know, racing or training. And um, I think that's why people love it so much.
1: Mm. I mean, I've got a friend at the minute and he's, he's signed up for the fan dance and he's sort of woman and are in over it. And whether he's going to do it because he hasn't trained in this. And, and I've tried to explain to him that, you know, and I think my view and I think some people might disagree with me, but you don't need any sort of great level of fitness, uh, any massive level of fitness to actually do the fan dance. I I believe if you can go and knock out a a decent sort of 10 K, you can probably, you can probably finish the fan dance. You're going to be in bits at the end of it. um, And you're, you're not going to be in a good place. But you can probably do it, um, yeah. and, and like you said before, it is that sort of mental. Um, it's just a mental approach to it because that halfway point. It's so e- it would be so easy, I think, for somebody to just go, I, you know, I've had enough here. Yeah. And, and indeed, and indeed, when, when I was there, sort of doing the um, doing the, recording the podcast. I was at the halfway point with JR from and We were both sort of stood there oh, and, and seeing people him. come in. And um, I, I, and, I, and somebody came in and they looked absolutely great. They looked perfect. They were, you know, they looked in good shape. And you saw that he, he actually came running into the checkpoints. And I thought, this guy, he, he's got it. And he just came into the checkpoints and he sat down. He had a drink and he just went, i done. And we were like, what, what, do you, what, what do you mean? You don't think I can't go back? And, and, and so sort I of looked at him and thought, you, you really can. <laughs> but, oh but my
2: god! But, but he,
1: he just yeah. clicked like that, and it was just just that mental. It was like I'm not turning around. I'm not going back up Jacob's ladder. But mm. like like I say, you, I, I, honestly, I, I just do not believe you need any. You don't. you going to be super fit to do it. Um, no, but, no, But it is it is it is the oh. it's, it's the gateway drug to those sort of events. I think if you can, if yeah. you can go out and yeah. do that, you will move on.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know because it's a whole. I mean, load bearing is like a a whole a whole other mm. sort of level, isn't it? And it's yeah. not only carrying the weight, but it's also being able to get that sorted the night before, get all mm. your admin in order, yeah. and get everything ready so it's packed correctly. And so, if you did need to use anything to help anybody else, you know, you've got it all there where you need it. And there's that whole kind of. I mean, that that continues when you go on and do the test march yes, is obviously yeah. to, to another level but it's um it's sort of opening up into into that kind of world yeah. and I guess yeah but it's a men- it's a mentality isn't it it's whether or not you you sort of think you can and like you say with the fitness thing it's um I feel like my <sighs> nine-year-old daughter could do the fan dance with mm-hmm. a bit of encouragement. Yep. So like you say, it's not necessarily, but it's just whether you can push through mm-hmm. when your body's telling you to stop or how easy it would be to stop. You just keep going.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, then, us say once you sort of move on from the events, talking about the admin as well, I mean, I don't know whether you've sort of seen some of the, the challenges that we've put up. With, even, even a lot of the people who've signed up for like the Alleycast 4 4 challenge there's a lot of people who've sort of failed that on their admin. And and I, even though I put that out sort of 18 months ago, I only actually got round to doing that probably about a month ago myself. And it was, it was you know, the amount of sort of preparation and admin that you've got to sort of put into that to sort of keep yourself going is, um, is is probably the main part.
0: Oh, I lost you there. <laughs> I've got you back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, but even a challenge like the 4 4 a lot of that is sort of admin um, and it's like getting back and it, it's eating and, you know, one of the challenges I had was my wife said to me she goes you're not coming in and out of the house all hours of the night because the dogs would be barking so I was like fine not a problem so at 11 o'clock I went and did the run parked up in my van put my bed <laughs> up in the back of the van slept in the van and just ran out all through the night from my van but that was That's amazing Well <laughs> <laughs> it was really good but it, it is yeah I think it is just getting that sort of mental um, that mental organization isn't it getting those sort of cards in, in place and, and you know and doing the things you need to do when you've, you get yeah. back even if it's eating basic things like eating
0: (laughs) yeah well I think a lot that's where a lot of people come a bit unstuck because you you burn an incredible incredible amount of calories doing it and it's knowing sort of when to fuel up and Mm. um yeah just not forgetting to keep hydrated as well so many people have had terrible cramp going up Jacob's ladder and I just think it's just so simple just getting well it appears to be so simple but actually um it's something you could easily forget when you're kind of in the zone yeah um, yeah so then the longer as the events get longer and you know you start going on to the test marches and then it's kind of it's those little things that could you could overlook could be really catastrophic
1: yeah, and so, I, I, I think all the information's out there now for people who've got to just Google, isn't it? You know, if you're doing an event like that, and I, I've seen people as well, and spoke to people who've just taken far too much food and eaten far too much and drank far yeah. too much, and you know, like you say, if, if you know your body can only what 250 calories an hour is, all well, you can process anyway, so um, yeah. you know, you, you, yeah. you're going to be you're going to be in calorie deficit at the end of it, aren't you? So
0: it's yeah. just a question of
1: getting the right sort of amount of food in, isn't it doing that? Yeah,
0: definitely. I think. um yeah, I, I know when I know when I kind of need to. I've done I think I've done so many that um, I remember I had a really horrendous um, headache when I did my first marathon. And I remember stopping at an aid station and somebody said there, you just need salt. That's all you need. Mm. You don't need water at all. So she gave me a tiny little salt tablet, and within about two minutes the headache just disappeared. Yeah. So it's just little simple things like that that you just don't know Would if you're not no. into that kind of thing you just wouldn't know no
2: um
0: no. so yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so what is it you're involved in now what is it yeah I mean I can see you've you've suddenly you've recently got involved in the world record attempt avenue so is that right um
0: for oh my god so what was that for the um the so speed match. yeah so well yeah. I'm so I'm working for Neil doing helping him from one of his coaches and I haven't actually signed up to do the world record attempt Um, (laughs) but I might do (laughs) (laughs) but I'm kind of yeah I'm just getting used to my new job so I'm working for a design agency now and so I'm doing that alongside the coaching and yep. um, I've also opened up a physio clinic.
2: Brilliant!
0: So I've kind of been consumed with doing all of those things, but at the same time, kind of keeping all the training, <laughs> ticking over for whatever else might be on the horizon. Um, I really, one of my long-term goals was to do the, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's an ultra marathon in Death Valley. Yes.
2: Yep. So yep.
0: Yeah. So that was, that was a sort of dream to do that but obviously it's so (laughs) difficult to get Mm. over there now because of travel um but I almost feel like I'd quite like to just go over there and do it on my own yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: and just see if I could withstand the heat and um and then because anything is for these races you need to have proven that you're not going to die
2: yeah and
0: to do that, you have to have done, you know, 50 ultras in different climates. And um, mm. yeah, I think I think I know I'd be OK. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd quite like to go and do it on my own.
1: Yeah, I remember I remember reading um, about David Goggins, David Goggins when he signed up for Bad Water. Um, well, he tried to sign yeah. up and he was like, you've got to do 100 miles. And he was like, oh, well, I haven't. And then he did a 24-hour race, but he, he did 100 miles and stopped before 24 hours. And the organiser said, no, you, you didn't do your 24 hours. So you, you might have done oh the 100 miles and you have to go do something. <laughs> so so yeah, you it's kind fun.
0: of have to jump through these hoops to tick their boxes. Yeah, um, It was like I did the... Um, uh, upstate New York Ultra marathon, but it was yeah. the first one I'd done and I emailed the organiser and I said um I'd really like to do your race and he mm. said oh okay well what's like the longest you've ever ran and I think at that point it had been like a half marathon mm. and he said oh well we're really reluctant to sort of let you do it because obviously yeah. we don't know <clears throat> if you're capable um, so I went out that weekend and ran 50 miles so I just Mm. did a marathon then the marathon and um I was fine (laughs) yeah and I said I promise you I will be absolutely I will be absolutely fine and he let me do it so um but yeah so I think yeah I think really just at the moment I'm just I want to do I want to complete the long drag yeah and but whether I don't know when they'll do that again so I'm waiting to hear on that one and then I'm doing the training for the duathlon. So hopefully there'll be a qualifying race in around September. Okay. And yeah. And I think, yeah, anybody else, if they have any challenges, I'll do them. (laughs) (laughs) i know
2: yeah.
1: i mean going back to what i said before about sort of um is it, is it the fitness or the, or the adventure like um for me you now it's definitely the adventure because i'm fast approaching 50 and like you know getting my top 10 places are behind me now <laughs> so <laughs> i'm certainly not going to get that anymore but i think it is fine well, you
0: don't
1: know that uh, i don't know there? no <laughs> <laughs>
0: you look so, very predictive.
1: <laughs> so it's um yeah. So, so, so for me, like say it, it is sort of going out and doing the adventure and what you're saying there about you know, these races now, like, like sort of bad water and what have you proven you've got to be in the, the spine race is pretty much similar as well. It's like, you've got to prove you're not going to die. So you've got to sort of, you've got to go yeah. through and sort of tell them your experience and then they decide whether you're going to take part in it. And that was, yeah. that was even for this, for the sprint, which is, you know, I'd say it's 44 miles, but you know, the, you're in the mountains, So it's like, you know, like, can you do it? Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, but, uh,
0: yeah it's like I think um it's really it's amazing to be part of these these Mm. big events but I do think there's also I'm also quite drawn to going off and doing things on my own a bit too
2: Mm. yep
0: I think even I don't know like kind of I suppose
1: I'm a bit of a loner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. I'm, I'm the same. I love I love sort of being out there. I mean, and um, I'm, I'm sort of drawn to the world now. Um, I don't know whether you've sort of seen him, but Damien Hall, the runner's just broken another FKT, sort of running coast to coast. Oh, um, ah,
2: amazing. And, and
1: John Kelly did the, the spine race in, what, sort of 58 hours or something the other day as well. Oh, so, my God. But, but there is a website out there called fkt.com and
2: basically
1: oh, look at that. yeah fkc.com and basically it's the fastest known times on all different routes um oh, and, yeah, I, and i spotted one about i spotted one during lockdown last year because there was no races and it was to run from prestat in in north wales to to the summit of movammer and i thought i can i can give that a go um so yeah, so there.
0: i can hear in your voice your
1: yeah
0: you that
1: kind of way <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah so I, I, I managed to get the fastest known time on that and thought right like, somebody's oh, gonna i God. thought somebody's gonna snatch this off me because it wasn't that fast i didn't think but but it's just a total uphill route um but yeah i managed to keep it for a year so it's worth that's
2: incredible <laughs> it's,
1: it's worth having a look on it it's com. And I know um, Greg Bradley, one of the um, one of the con lads. He he also grabbed one the other day as well for for the uh, canal in Lancaster uh, in Lancashire somewhere.
0: So oh, it's that's so cool. So and yeah, knowing your area too, isn't it? Like if yeah. you know the terrain, if you know that area,
1: Um yeah.
0: It's like the Strava
1: segments, isn't it? It's it like- is, yeah, yeah. I and mean, th- th- this is this is like s- sort of Strava segments on acid. So it's like, but yeah, if you go on there, it's, you can basically click into anywhere in the world, and it show you these routes and who the fastest person is, and you submit sort of your Strava evidence. Really yeah, so it's really good. But i would de- definitely have a look at that because I think that'd be right up your street to go and do. I'll something. go
0: on there. I'll go on there straight away. <laughs> I'll, I'll message you later when I've won one. <laughs> I say I'm not competitive, but I am. Yeah, yeah,
1: with things like that, I, I am as well. Like I say, I'm probably not going to win any races, but something like that where I can just go out and put my head down and keep on my own, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do too badly on that. That's so, so
0: cool. So, we well, so, have to go back and reclaim
1: that one now. Yeah, well, I, I am planning to do that, so <laughs> I'm just not saying <laughs> when, because the guy actually, the guy got it, and then he messaged me, and he was like, you've lost your FKT, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, well done. Was <laughs> right, when, when can I get back there and do this?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if there's one up Snowden. I really like it. There place. is, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. So I, uh,
1: I, I would say if you just go on there and just click on the map and go, the maps are there. And, and like I say, you can just go on in and just, just try and claim one. But uh, yeah, That's it was, so
0: cool. Thank you for that
1: tip-off. Yeah, because I think there was, there, was, there was the battle. I don't know you, have you, have you heard of John Kelly and Damien Hall, the sort of two mm-hmm. ultra-runners? Yeah. yeah, but
0: I... I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why I've heard them.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so, so John Kelly is one of the guys who, um, he's, I think he's the only guy to finish Barkley twice. He's done the Barkley, he's, oh he's finished God. that twice. But last year he claimed the FKT for running the Pennine Way, um, yeah. which had stood for 30 years. And Damien Hall, who's his friend, went out and beat his record eight days later.
2: Um,
0: oh God! <laughs> <can you> imagine. <laughs>
1: so, so, so John went back out last week, and he's he sort of reclaimed that back. So there's a whole sort of battle of FKTs going on. Um, but so it's, it's, funny. it's, it's, it's,
0: it's a, a very cool world, isn't it? The
1: ultra yeah. runner. Oh, oh, most most definitely it is. Yeah, it is. So, I uh,
0: so, so. so look at
1: your physio business now. um are, are you training as a physio, or are you employing physios, or, or is how that has it worked? No,
0: it's it's my partner that's a physio. <laughs> He's yeah. a physio for the Bristol Bears rugby, cool. yeah. And he just sort of naturally decided that he wanted to kind of do his own thing, and um, he set up and I'm helping. So I'd love to say I was a physio as yeah. well,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm sort of just helping run it, and yeah, I think he wants to kind of expand, and I suppose it's just a sort of natural progression having worked in professional mm. sport he kind of wants to use his experience and and go on his do his own thing so yeah. yeah so it does it's very handy for me yeah definitely
1: yeah yeah <laughs> getting yeah. injured <laughs> do, do you want to get do you want to give that business a plug if anybody um
0: wants oh to some, uh, thank you yeah, yeah it's wilson physiotherapy okay and it's based in porter's head yep. so kind of bristol and surrounding areas yep. but yeah that's really kind thank you Excellent.
2: no problem
1: it's cool yeah um, so, so, of all the questions I've asked you now, um, uh, what question do you? I have, haven't I asked that you you, you wish would asked. Oh,
0: that's a good one. <laughs> um, oh my god, I don't really. Uh, you're very good. You're very. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good at questions, I suppose. Um, for anybody out there, perhaps wanting to embark on. Doing the test marches. Um, I find it it really strange that more people don't go on to do the test marches and especially girls because when I did it there were only I think four of us Mm. and I think it'd be really good to see more women doing these things because I think it's quite a male dominated kind of environment. And I think it could benefit girls in so many ways because it's changed Mm. my life completely. And I think, um, yeah, I suppose you have to sort of be a certain type of person, but Mm. I do think Mm. it's for everyone. I think it can change everyone's life in a really positive way Mm. and provide sort of goals and focuses that people perhaps wouldn't have imagined they could get into so, yeah,
1: yeah, and I, th- I think as well as that as well, it's not just a young person sport, is it? Because you know, there's oh
0: my god, uh, no,
1: because you know, I think you know, our, my sort of age group, thirties, forties, and even into fifties. Now that that's sort of your endurance years, isn't it? So and this, these are endurance events.
0: Yeah, and I think it encompasses sort of even more than that because obviously navigating and just. Like there are so many experiences that I've had where I thought you're you're sort of on your own and you're using your own um, initiative not mm. just to navigate but <laughs> to stay alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not being too dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think these experiences sort of change how you react and deal with other situations mm. in life, and I think. I just think it's such a good thing for people to get involved in. And you also meet some of the most incredible people. I have the best friends that I could have ever wished for that yeah. I met through doing this. And I think anybody that would come into it, um, would, ha- I'm sure, would have the same experience. So, yeah, just to encourage more people to do it, really.
1: Okay, so some, if somebody is looking at the, the the summer fan dance now and they're, they're sort of umming and in ah about whether they're going to um, they're going to take part in that, what would be your sort of three top tips for somebody going out there and taking on the first fan dance?
0: Oh my goodness, I would say get a good pair of boots. <laughs> yep because you're not only going to get disgruntled looks from the DS, but (laughs) (laughs) you're going to get blisters too. So buy them, wear them, and uh, yeah, break them in, make sure they're perfect for you. Don't just get the ones that are recommended. Mm. And I would say do your hill reps. (laughs) Yeah. Don't skimp on those um, because that initial climb is, it's hideous if you haven't put the work in. Yeah. It, it hurts and I would also say that to really enjoy it and to have an open mm-hmm. mind and to um yeah keep going don't don't ever yeah. think about quitting yeah just think, think of that as not even an option so,
1: <laughs> brilliant yeah and it's been really good to speak to you, and that's absolutely flown by. Um, oh, I, I, I yeah, can't, I, like- I can't wait to see you at um, an event soon. Are you, are you at the summer's fan dance or? Are you,
0: Hopefully, you know, yeah. Brilliant. I always okay. aim. I always aim to be. Yeah, so I will do everything in my power. I may have a couple of kids in yep. tow. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely, and then yeah, I mean, I might see you at the top of. Uh, Moalf, how do you call it? The...
1: Mulvama, mol, mol, yeah,
0: Mulvama. I yeah, I might yeah. yeah, yeah. see you there when we're trying to break each other's records. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'm I'm there for the first weekend of the the fan dance this year because I'm I'm having a crack at Trident. So uh, as part oh of Trident, so I so, uh, um, haven't
0: done it before. No,
1: nope, not not done, done Trident before. So I'm going to do it clean fatigue but with the sort of spine kit just to sort of just to sort of use that as part of my training so um so yeah I'm really looking forward to that uh, you'll
0: love it you'll yeah, be
1: safe. Yeah. yeah well, I'll,
0: I'll look out for you on the leaderboard then <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'll be right down the bottom somewhere but i'll be on no! there. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Good luck. Lovely. Uh, Brilliant to speak to you, Ange. Uh, Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks uh, so
0: much for having me. No,
1: really, it's been a pleasure. All right, and I'll speak to you soon. See you soon. I'll see
0: you soon. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Bye.
1: So that's the one and only uh, Angela Copeland. Um, absolutely great talking to Angie really really easy to speak to really informative and you know it it was just a pleasure to have her on the podcast as I've said we've got some great podcasts coming up in the next few weeks so like I say uh, we're going to be recording a podcast around the uh, the Sparring Sprint Race and uh, giving you a little bit of uh, an idea of of what that's like and what it's like to take part in that also speaking to Damian Hall ultra runner FKT holder for the Iron Way in a couple of weeks time Trident uh, well the Fan Dance event itself Trident Double Tap um, you know fan dance whatever part you're taking in that that is coming up in a couple of weeks time and I'm really really excited about that and I'm also going to do a podcast uh, around my attempt at a uh, completing Trident there um, this year although I'm going for Trident I'm doing it clean fatigue because that sort of fits in with my training schedule uh, for, for for what i've got on at the minute um so a couple of ultra races coming up um and also <laughs> big news um i've also now uh, got a place in the the spine race challenger north event in january which is 160 miles from uh, hawes up to Kirky at home uh, and I am petrified But um, yeah, so it sort of fits in my training schedules for that um, so I'm going to get those podcasts out to you as soon as I can fit it in and around my training uh, and get it out to you in the meantime, uh, thank you very much for listening uh, thank you very much for, for all your support as regards the podcast, uh, stay safe out there uh, and as always, always a little we stand
2: together
0: united as one forward on we go